Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Listening is Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back. It's Wednesday. It's 9.30 at night, and we're here to party. It's me, Nick, with my bestest of buds, Anthony the Rook, TJ, who's hammered, and our intern, stat guy, Sal. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. And here we are on another night. Uh, We're kicking it off live tonight, and it should be a good time. we got a lot to discuss, some passionate discussions to have. Uh... And uh, we're going to change up our format a little bit tonight. That guy behind Sal's leaving already. Uh, probably because he wants to catch the show in the car. Probably. <laughs> Obviously, the huge news this week is the MLB uh, announced its 2022 uh, Hall of Fame inductee. And it will be one player. Um, and that one player has turned to be a, a pivoting point for controversy based on the fact of his getting in and others not getting in and seemingly not getting in at all like ever not not just this year but possibly never um and obviously that one player who got in is david ortiz uh congratulations to mr ortiz uh and the people that didn't get in we're talking about barry bonds and roger clemens um who are two of the regardless of how you feel about whether or not they did performance enhancing drugs or whatever two of the most dominant in the game ever in the history of, of baseball. And they are not going to be inducted into the hall of fame by, uh, by the, uh, the sports baseball writers of, of America association of America. Um, we'll change our format a little bit about this. I'm going to go. Um, uh, I, I'm going to go first and I'm just going to go with, I, I wrote, I wanted to make sure I wrote down a coherent thought so that I wouldn't go on one of my tangents and start screaming and yelling like a freaking crazy person. So I but wrote Nick, down. I will say you have to say at least at the end one last thing. Whenever, whenever. No, no, I wrote it down very clearly. Like I got a lot to talk about, but like a lot of bullet points. All right. So the first thing is, I just want to say I am extremely disappointed with the voting system. I don't believe that the Baseball Writers Association of America has the integrity or the courage 
to do what the people want because ultimately that's what is supposed to be done. It, it, the game should reflect the time and the people. And from what I've seen throughout social media, everybody thinks that Bonds and Clemens should be in. I, I, I've seen current players from Anthony Rizzo to Marcus Stroman. I mean, they, they got me they got me agreeing with fucking Marcus Stroman, for Christ's sake. I just feel dirty. I agreed with Marcus Stroman, Ben Verlander, and fucking Brian Costello. I agreed with all three of them in the last 48 hours. I feel dirty. I feel like... Like I, I shouldn't be out in public right now because I agreed with the I hate the I can't stand those guys. I just want to point that out. Ben Verlander and Marcus Stroman are two pieces of shit. All right, but I, I, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it. even Anthony Rizzo, who's a stand-up guy throughout baseball. I don't think there's anybody in baseball that has anything negative to say about Anthony Rizzo. Even he was just like, I can't believe Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens aren't in the Hall of Fame. And and in my head, all I could think was, he better be careful because the writers will keep him out when it's his turn because he went against them. Because that's seemingly what uh, what they do. Um, and I just want to throw some numbers at you guys. And these numbers are significant for one very important reason, right? So 99.74, Those are the percentages of personnel that voted that said the following players belong in the Hall of Fame. That's Derek Jeter, Ken Griffey Jr., Tom Seaver, Nolan Ryan, Cal Ripken Jr., Babe Ruth, Pedro Martinez, and Ted Williams. So that number sounds really high, right? I want to meet the assholes that decided that one of any of those guys, nah, doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, so I'm not going to vote for him. And that just should just tell you everything you need to know about writers electing anybody into any Hall of Fame that's not a writing Hall of Fame, all right? I, I really would love to meet the asshole that was sitting there going, Babe Ruth doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Like, I really do. Like, like I, just so I can slap him really hard, like as hard as I, like into a coma, that his ancestors would feel it and go, wow, my progeny is fucking stupid. That hurt. Like, like I... Just who's sitting there going, Ted Williams? Fuck that guy. He batted 400 and fought for his country in World War II. Nah, fuck him. Doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Like, who was that guy? But there's reporters that do that. There's somebody that walked out there and said, I'm not voting for Derek Jeter because I don't want him to have 100%. That is literally what we are dealing with with these fucking asshole reporters. I just want to point out I hate reporters. Reporters and politicians are number one and two. And you can flip fuck them back and forth as worst human beings that our country has to offer. All right. Now, one would argue, well, what about the rapists and molesters and all? That? Well, obviously, I think everybody collectively can sit there and say they're not good people. But reporters and politicians masquerade like they are good people and they're not. They're scum. They they literally feed on on the the tragedy of the world, okay? All right. Uh that being said, um steroids saved baseball after the strike. That, that's why they're keeping Bonds and Clemens out, allegedly. That's what they're saying. All right. However, David Ortiz failed a drug test. They, he failed a drug test. He took steroids, right? I don't give a fuck what anybody says. He was mediocre to bad on the Minnesota Twins. He gets to the Red Sox with Manny Ramirez, starts taking juice, and all of a sudden he can hit. Like magic. And the problem that I have is that steroids saved baseball after the 94 strike, and it made money for the players, for the owners, for the media outlets, and for the reporters. 
And then when everything went south, the media outlets and the reporters continued to make money off of articles that they were writing about the guys that already made the money. And now they're the same media outlets and the same reporters are saying, hey, remember all those millions you made me? Fuck you. You're not getting into the Hall of Fame. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And then again, of course, Bonds and Clemens never failed drug tests. Their accusations were based on people that were going to jail for selling drugs. I just want to point that out, that the guys that were testifying in Balco and, and uh, Redimsky or whatever his name is, they were going to jail. And the government was like, so tell us who you sold it to. I guarantee you they told, oh, I sold it for my mom, my dad, my grandma, Barry Bonds, Mickey Mantle. Uh, I'm not going to jail now, right? We're really going to take the words of of criminals over people who have never been in trouble before. And then, of course, A-Rod didn't make it in his first ballot. He failed the same amount of drug tests as David Ortiz. Matter of fact, they failed the same drug test together. You know what the difference was? Is that when A-Rod got caught, he came out and said, hey, guys, I I'm sorry I did it. It was me. And when Ortiz came out, he said that the New York Times lied about him because he played for Boston. Like the New York Times gives a fuck about baseball. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, as far as David Ortiz goes as a player, he's a DH. The reason that there aren't that many DHs in the Hall of Fame is because nobody else played DH for their whole fucking career. Everybody else, like DH was for like, Mike Piazza would have been a DH in the AL, where you play catcher for 12 years, you're on your last legs, you can't catch anymore, so you're going to play the last two or three years at DH just because you can still bat, but you suck in the field, and then you're going to go off into the sunset. Like so many DHs before, right? I mean, in the 90s, when the Yankees had guys like uh, Cecil Fielder, he played first base, but obviously at that point in his career, he wasn't limber enough to do the job, so he was the DH for the last two, three years of his career. Makes sense. And then David Ortiz comes out with his fat-ass self at 28 years old, and he became like the first 28-year-old to decide to play 13 years at DH, if you really want to call it playing. So I, I don't have much respect for that just because it's not, I'm not saying it's not hard to hit. I'm just saying is it's not hard to improve your defense if you give a fuck. He didn't. And to me, that says a lot about a, a person in general. And we're talking about people taking performance-enhancing drugs. Guys in the 60s and 70s took amphetamine all the time to give them an extra boost. If I'm tired today, right? If I'm tired today and I can't play today because I'm tired and I do some fucking crack and it lets me play today, that is literally enhancing my performance. And then ultimately, uh, the, the, maybe the Hall of Fame needs to go away. You know, I, I always think of that clip from The Office when Michael asks Toby these outgoing questions. Who do you think you are? What gives you the right? And that's what I really think about the entire Baseball Writers Association of America. Is like, who do they think they are and what gives them the right to decide who the best baseball players of all time are? The guys that got picked last in dodgeball are deciding who the best athletes are? Give me a fucking break. And then last but not least, my parting remark is they made a whole fucking movie about how the Hall of Fame is bullshit because sports writers are assholes. The movie's called Mr. 3000, RIP ben Bernie Mac, and it's fucking amazing. And I'm out. Next. All right. Well, I mean... To build on that, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, seeing that the one and only person voted in is David Ortiz, who played one side of the ball. And I'm not going to say his stats aren't good enough to get in the Hall of Fame, but I, I knew this was going to happen. How could you open up the floodgates to an accused steroid user and then keep everybody else out? If you're going to sit there and tell me if you're drafting a baseball team right now, and you have a choice of Barry Bonds, David Ortiz, Roger Clemens, and Alex Rodriguez, you're taking David Ortiz first, you're a fucking liar. You're a liar. 
End of story. I mean, it, it, the baseball writers voting people in, it's a joke. They have biases. They're, they're proud of their biases. They like being the guy to say, yeah, I'm the one that didn't vote for Babe Ruth or fucking Ted Williams. They enjoy that. They enjoy that clout. And honestly, I think there should be some kind of system when you have somebody like that, like a Derek Jeter going in and somebody's not voting for him. I think there should be a panel saying, why? Why? What what do you see that we don't see? What what numbers isn't he, you know, hitting? What boxes isn't he clicking? Oh, your reason is that no, you don't get a vote. You're fucking gone. You're gone. I, I mean, anywhere else in the world, if you're shit at your job, you get fired. Yet these guys get a vote and they're allowed to just shit on everything we hold dear. It's America's pastime, and they're treating it like it's their right to say, nah, fuck this guy. I don't care if he checks all the boxes. I don't care that his numbers are better than everybody else he played against, all his peers. I don't like him. Fuck him. He wasn't nice to me. I asked him a question as he was walking out to his car, and he didn't want to bother me, so fuck him now. It, it, it's a clown show. And an even bigger clown show is the fact that, like you said, steroids saved baseball. Everybody knew about it, including Bud Sealing. Everybody in that locker room knew about it. The owners, the players, we listen, the players aren't going to dime each other out unless you're Jose Canseco. I'm sure if you found a definitive list of everybody that ever took performance enhancing drugs, the list would be massive, massive. Okay. So it's okay to make money for baseball. It's okay to save baseball after the lockout. It's okay to stack the owner's pockets nice and deep. It's okay that those guys are the reason why all these players are making big time contracts now. Because if it wasn't for players like that, baseball might be dead right now. There might be three different leagues going right now claiming to be professional baseball. All right? The, the MLB was in the shithouse, and the steroid ever pulled them out and cleaned them off, and they were good to go. All right? And now you're going to look at somebody like Barry Bonds, who now can't get in the Hall of Fame unless he's voted in by, uh, what is it, the um, right. And I, I, I know what you said, but I can't hear you because Rook muted you offensive offensive and childish um let, let's just look real quick re real quick just for fun barry bonds is the most intentional walk player in mlb history 688 intentional walks and the guy is still the home run king which means at least one at bat if not most games two at bats he's not swinging at a ball he's not getting a chance to hit Steroids makes him a better hitter. Steroid gets him to what? Magically, that one pitch he gets to swing at a game, put it out of the park. I don't think so. Okay. The next person to, to be intentionally walked, number two on that list, is Albert Pujols at 315. More than doubled. The guy got walked constantly. Constantly. Okay. He was a three time silver slugger before he bulked up and purportedly did juice. And you're going to tell me that guy's not a Hall of Famer. Get the fuck out of here. You're going to sit there and tell me that A-Rod got less votes than Gary Sheffield. Show me somebody that would put Gary Sheffield on the team before A-Rod. I'd point and laugh at that person. It's a joke. Like I said, if you were keeping all the steroid guys out, that's fine. And anybody that had even an inkling of being on that list, okay, whether it, it, it is, I mean, generally there's no proof. With Ortiz, he failed the same drug test as Alex Rodriguez, but of course that was just thrown out, ah, they don't count, except the fact that, you know, 
MLB had a problem with A-Rod. A-Rod tried to fight it, probably stupidly after admitting it. But we just are allowed to forget the David Ortiz incident, right? It's all well and good to pretend that the same drug test that A-Rod failed and we threw him to the gutter like he wasn't the greatest shortstop of our generation. That's okay. David Ortiz gets a fucking pass. Uh, it's, It's comical. It really is. It's you opened up the floodgates by letting Ortiz in, and now you're going to sit there and say that no one else deserves it. Nobody else deserves the pass. Now Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds don't have their shot to get voted in by you know the baseball writers' votes. It, it's it's silly. It completely puts a black eye on baseball and Cooperstown. At this point, I'm done with Cooperstown. It's a joke. It's essentially a popularity contest. You made it that way. You made your bed lying it. It, it, it. It's it's sad. When you go to Cooperstown and you're reading uh, people inducted in the Hall of Fame and fucking Bud Selig is there, but Barry Bonds isn't, yeah, that place can burn down for all I fucking care. It, it, it's pathetic. But I, I'm done. I'm tapping out. I'm sick of this fucking conversation. Everybody knows it's a joke. And to continue on with this way of voting players in, it, it's just going to continue to make the Hall of Fame absolutely meaningless. Enjoy. That's what you need. I was I I agreed with what T, what TJ said. And yeah, I agree. Too. I mean, listen, I've the entire time that you guys have been speaking, I've just been sitting here nodding my head because I'm in agreement with you guys. You know, like you guys, we all we all share the same sentiment right now. And I think my least favorite thing right now is I'm going to target about is the hypocrisy of the entire thing of the voting process. Uh, starting with David Ortiz, I, I have nothing against David Ortiz being in the Hall of Fame. I just don't believe he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I think. People are like, well, what does it matter if he's going to get in the Hall of Fame eventually? Does it matter if it's first ballot? Does it matter if it's the 10th ballot? But it does matter because in the past, other players have had to wait their chance to get in because of one little hiccup. One example, guy who was a big DH, Edgar Martinez. He had to wait the full 10 years, his last year in the ballot, till he finally got in. Edgar Martinez doesn't have as, as many home runs as David, as David Ortiz, and he doesn't have as many hits. David Ortiz did play two, I believe, two years longer than him. Obviously, the first couple of years for David Ortiz's career was not that great. Uh, and I think he only finished like 100, maybe 200 hits more than Edgar Martinez. So who's to say if Edgar Martinez has that two more years? They are probably close in hits. Anyway, Edgar Martinez was a career over 300 batter hitter, uh, a batting average player at this point. Okay, so to compare them both, they're both DHs. I get that. But for Edgar Martinez to have to wait 10 years, because they always said, Baseball Writers America, that he's a DH. He didn't play both ways. He has to wait. He has to wait his turn. But David Ortiz, because he's friendly with the media and everyone loves him, he's like a media darling, he gets it in the first ballot. And I just don't get that. He was on the 2003 report. He was in the Mitchell report. Um, People try to put doubt into that report and the test saying that there was issues with it or that everyone was named. But it doesn't matter. He was still named it. There was still an alleged abuse. There's an alleged abuse for Barry Bonds, an alleged abuse for um, Roger Clemens as well. So if the alleged abuse is there and you're going to start voting in alleged PED users, why do you start with David Ortiz? The numbers are not there. And one of the numbers we saw from this week, because we were talking about this all all morning on Twitter, um, this is from PKELS21 sent it to us, but it's actually originally from Kendall Baker on Twitter, um, David Ortiz's career uh, OPB is 380 on base percentage. 
Barry's Barry Bonds career on base percentage. If you turned all 762 of his home runs into outs is 384. So if he did not hit 672 home runs and those were all out, he still has a better on base percentage than David Ortiz. Granted, he was so feared. They always walked him. Obviously that increases the on base percentage, but it just shows the numbers are there to prove that Barry Bonds is obviously better than David Ortiz. And if we're going to go for PED users like David Ortiz or alleged PED users, then you have to start with some of the best. You have to start Barry Bonds and you have to start Roger Clemens. And now they're done. Now there's like precedent. Now the writers are starting to say they're loosening their restrictions on the PED users and they're going to let, start letting some of them in. But now Bonds and Clemens are done. They cannot get in only throughout a veterans committee at this point. Um, and, and then further hypocrisy is we had the writer on our show with, with Joe Sokoa and he's like, I'm not voting for any PED users. And I respect that because if you're going to be across the board against PED users, that's fine. That's your, your right to vote that certain way. But if you're going to select and choose which PED users you're going to let in and which ones you aren't, that's when it becomes hypocritical. Uh, look at, I mean, A-Rod's numbers are better than David Ortiz and he played both ways and he was arguably the best shortstop of our generation. Granted, he was suspended, he was suspended towards the end of his career, but he deserves more votes than this. And then towards the, the oh, Bill Evans. Yes, Bill Evans. Thank you, Nick. Um, and then you also have the fact that, you know, David Ortiz is getting because people like him. You also have Jeff Kent, who I'm just looking up. He got 32% of the vote. Okay, 32% of the vote. He's on the, he's on the ballot for nine years. He has one more year left. All right. Jeff Kent was not the friendliest in the media. So because he's not friendly with them, he's not allowed in the hall. He ha- he's been waiting nine years to get in. He is the best offensive player just because he treated the media like dickheads, <laughs> like which they are, because they're just oh, as yeah. mean. They're just as mean as he was being to them. Some media members ask horrible questions. They beat you up in the papers. And and then you're supposed to be friendly with them later on. And because he wasn't friendly with them, he's now waited nine years. But he has yeah, people like Manish Mehta. Good, good point, Nick. Uh, he's waited nine years to get in. And he's the best offensive player at his position in second base. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. Like, just, just right there, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a travesty to baseball fans. And basically, the baseball writers of America just say, we have the votes. We don't give a shit what the fans think. And baseball right now is on, is on life support. Okay? We have a lockout going on right now. Billionaires versus millionaires. And the baseball writers of America think to themselves, what, what better way to save this sport than to ignore some of the greatest players in our history? And, you know, you're pushing fans away. People like me, people will call it into the fan today uh, on WFN and saying, like, we don't want to watch baseball anymore. People who love, I love baseball. I'm concerned. I don't want to watch it anymore. And I love the Yankees. I love watching baseball. But to me, the way the writers treat it, uh, the way they treat themselves as a sport, they're killing their own sport. So for the players, I get why they want to get paid up front because this may not be around for much longer. You're not getting new fans and you're starting to lose your old ones. So baseball, just shooting, shooting themselves in the foot one more time. And that's basically just the hypocrisy of the MLB or the Baseball Writers of America Association. And they're um, just the hypocrisy they have there. And then they're, you know, basically fuck you to everyone who uh, who's a fan of the sport. And that that's basically, I mean, just just fed up with it. I guess it just it 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 keeps happening over and over. And I guess we expect it to change, but what do we why? The, I don't know why. So. The one thing I want to add. The one that? thing I want to add. 
is yeah, the ahead. fact that the MLB turned a blind eye to blatant cheating for their World Series championship. A blind eye to the pinnacle of the fucking sport said it was no big deal. If you gave me 10 fucking average baseball players and shot them up with steroids for a year and 10 average baseball players and told them what fucking pitch was coming, I guarantee you the ones that know what pitch is coming are going to hit better than the people juiced. End of story. And they want us to forget that that fucking happened. You want to put asterisks next to people's names for possible PED use, but not an asterisk next to that World Series? Go fuck yourself, MLB. All right, Sal. What do you got, Sal? Yeah. Um, I the Hall of Fame boning is obviously broken. It needs it, they need to change it. it. There needs to be a change. Maybe why not have like ex players, retired players vote? Why are we doing? Why are we relying on journalists and writers? And, Half of them are probably like 60, 70, 80 years old. Half of them probably. Why are we relying on them? It makes no sense. David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer. First ballot, absolutely not. I was, I was stunned when I saw that he made it and Bonds and Clemens didn't. It's ridiculous. It really is. If I had a vote, I would have voted for Bonds and Clemens. I would have. I would have voted for them. I would have voted for A-Rod. I maybe I would have voted for Jeff Kent. But the fact that I'm looking at the results right now, the fact that Billy Wagner, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, and Gary Sheffield have more votes than A-Rod is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You're going to tell me that Todd Helton playing for the Colorado Rockies got more votes than Alex Rodriguez who played for the New York Yankees. I get obviously the suspicion of steroids and all that, but, you can't you can't have Billy Wagner and Todd Helton above Alex Rodriguez. It's absolutely ridiculous. Alex Rodriguez, David Ortiz, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens made baseball more money than half of the than half of these guys combined on this ballot. And they're not gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Well, David Ortiz is, but Roger Clemens, Bonds, A Rod, they're not in the Hall of Fame. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They made they made baseball so much money, but you're not going to put them in the Hall of Fame. How how much money did guys like Todd Helton and Billy Wagner make MLB? Nothing, absolutely nothing. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I don't know if this is fact or myth or myth m- m- mythos, but I'm pretty sure Billy Wagner broke his right arm so badly skateboarding lefty that he learned to pitch lefty. Correct. And he had an amazing career doing it. That alone should get him into the Hall of Fame that he is not left-handed and put up numbers like that left-handed. Because he is not left-handed. He's right-handed. And he broke his arm and changed. Like, just incredible. And again, I I just want to clarify. I don't think – I'm not saying that David Ortiz doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. I just – I know I went hard on the guy. I'm not – I'm just saying is he don't belong there before. Jeff Kent, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens – Alec Rodriguez or Manny Ramirez or Gary Sheffield. He doesn't belong there before any of those guys. He really doesn't. Um, I'm okay with him getting in, but not before those guys get the honor. And again, I, I said it on Twitter. I get the whole, hey, there's, there's steroid suspicion, but he's involved in that steroid suspicion as well. Uh, if you were going to put somebody who had suspicion of steroids in, you picked the worst of all the guys with suspicion yeah. hanging over yeah. their head. If you uh, open up the floodgates, you open it up with Barry Bonds. End of story. Yeah. 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 
I mean, I just to, again, to clarify the A-Rod thing, A-Rod did not get suspended for baseball for failing a drug test. He got suspended for going to Biogenesis and his name being on a piece of paper. His mistake was being honest when Sports Illustrated broke that article. Because if he would have just came out and sued them for libel, he'd have been all right. Because apparently that's what happened with – David Ortiz didn't even sue anybody. He just said they're lying. And the media was like, okay, cool. But you look, know how is, look how fat he is. is, is the, just total... <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a steroid body. That's a platano body. Dude, the, the total lack of evidence that is just you condemn people on suspicion. I mean, you had Roger Clemens on the stand saying that he didn't do steroids. And if there was even a shred of credible evidence, he would have been brought up for perjury. And there's not. I uh, yeah. And then uh, just just the last thing to, to close my 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 thoughts on the whole process is, you know, if they're so hard on cheaters, right? Cheating is bad, right? I can't understand how somebody like Phil Negro is in the Hall of Fame because there's literally video of him getting patted down by an umpire and he pulls out his pockets and a file flips out of his pocket. That was the biggest you, file you, I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay, like we, we literally caught him cheating in a game, okay? So I don't understand how the, you could sit there and go, well, he only cheated that one day. Bullshit. You think he learned how to scuff a ball that day? <laughs> just that day like That's are we true. serious right now yeah. like what do you think i am a gullah bull or even a gullah calf like it's funny with pitchers how it's almost like part of the game how if you can get away with it do it if you could load up the ball do it it's not cheating unless you get caught you Look know what i mean it's your nose. get that going <laughs> get the snot going i, I mean it, it but it is it, it's pretty much accepted as pitchers will try to get away with shit, at least back then, not not as much today because listen, everything is in HD. I mean, what was what's his name that tried to get away with uh, the pine tar on his neck? Michael Pineda. Michael yeah. Pineda. No, I'm just black, man. That's my skin color. It's like, nah, dude, try again. No one's that black. <laughs> Maybe Rondell White. But it, it's it, it's almost like there's levels of cheating that are accepted, but others that are just like, oh, oh, absolutely not. You can't do that. And again. Yeah. You're accepting pretty much cheating your way to a World Series victory. Our, 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 our viewer, um, Doc, says that personally speaking for him, it's all or nothing on steroid guys, which absolutely I agree. That's great. I think that's where we all stand right now. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, Doc. We appreciate the, 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 the watch again, the viewing. He, he, he came talked to us last time when it came to um, we did Hall of Fame discussion as well. So yeah. shout out, Doc. Good guy. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with them. All or nothing. You're going to put one in, put them all in, or no one in. And that's where I was going with my point with the hypocrisy of it. It's either all or nothing. If you're against it across the board, good for you. I'm fine with that. But if you're going to be – I'm going to pick which PED guys I like and put them in, that's where the problem comes in. So, By the way, Jeff Kent is Mr. 3000, but in, like, real life. Hmm. Where he's a total jerk, and they're just like, any reason to keep him out. But – I think we're done talking about baseball. I'm done with it, yes. at least. Anybody else have closing remarks about it? No, nah, I think we, I think we pretty much beat that to a dead horse. We Buried did. It. We did. Buried. Um, so we'll move. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Moving on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Crazy, crazy divisional round weekend. A lot Save. of good games. It Best made up for the weekend ever of football. It made up for the, the wild card, the the yes, wild card, super bad wild card weekend. So yeah. uh so the divisional round, obviously, a lot of good matchups, a lot of good games. I'm gonna look to Rook because he's got one of the team's jerseys on. I think he has one jersey for every team. He's prepared for any type of Super Bowl win. I, I just love football. I'm a football guy. <laughs> I'm a football guy's guy. <laughs> I love I love football. I have tons of random football jerseys. So Nick makes fun of me for it, but I have a ton of random football jerseys. Jersey Giants, Rams. What's that? Whose jersey is that? It's actually a Todd Gurley. I got it for the Super Bowl a couple years ago against the Patriots. <laughs> Fucking I got wagon. it for the Super Bowl. No, I'm not Dude, he's a wagon. He's a wagon guy. No, he's the guy that like Eli Manning jersey the night of the Super Bowl at Models. No, I did it. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. That's a lie. That's such a lie. That's right. His mom anyway, will the next let's day. start. Let's start with the Bengals Titans. Uh, the, the Your boy Joey B. You've always been a, a, a Joe Burrow <laughs> fan because you've been an LSU fan for years. Uh, Joey football. That's that's what they call him. It was. It was. Yeah, Joey football. I made it up. Um, it'll catch on eventually. <laughs> so the appetizer to this great week it was the Bengals Titans game, which was incredible. Ryan Tannehill. Just doing the damn thing. Three interceptions basically is what cost them the game. You had a you know interception with 20 seconds left. Joe Burrow makes a nice play to Jamar Chase. They get in field goal range. And uh McPherson, I guess they're calling him uh they call him Big Mac. No, not Big Mac. What are they? What's his nickname? He has some sort of nickname. Sal, look it up. Uh <laughs> something Mac. But basically, he uh he he's warming up. He looks to the uh the placeholder and just goes, I guess we're going to the AFC championship. That's stones, man. That is stones. Just get up there, kick that shot. And he actually started celebrating, looking away while uh, that ball was going through the upright. So that was, that was a great, just a great start to the weekend. Great. Okay, game. Shooter. Like, like baseball, when you know you're going to hit a, when you hit a home run and you know it and you look yes. in the dugout and you're like, I just cranked that one. Yeah. He basically looked at the placeholder and was just like, like that's it. We're going like, it was halfway through. It wasn't even through the uprights yet. Uh, I mean that guy, that was good, you know, good defense. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. That offensive line for the Bengals is probably gonna have trouble next week next week again. Um, I would I mean just say just him getting beat up and just getting up and getting up and playing hard in that game. Um, it was a just a fun game. Uh, I don't know what you guys what your takes on it, but um any takes on the Bengals Titans? I'm or not you gonna guys- lie. I missed the entire weekend doing family stuff. Oh, really? I the highlights. Um I saw I, I picked Shooter McPherson. That's actually kind of funny. What's that? He said Shooter McPherson. Sal says uh, for instead of Shooter uh, McGavin. Instead of yeah, 
That's cute. Um, I, I did 50-50 this weekend. I picked 50% of the winners because the Bucks and the uh, Rams lost. Uh, they so, did. I'm sorry, not the Rams. The, uh, the no, Bucks the- and the... Uh, Packers lost. Packers, yeah, we all. I think we all won 50-50 because I had Packers and Bucks too. I'm sorry, I had the Packers and Rams. I had the Bills though. I had Packers and I Bills. Bills and shit. So moving on to the but next. As far game, as but talking uh, about Packers, I don't, I don't have any take. But t- talking about the Bills, as as we're saying, Bills. Yeah, I, I did catch the end of that game, uh, and I think the end of that game is the most important part of that game. Well, we get, we want to save it till we get to it. Let's save it till we gonna, get. To it. I was going to go by each game so next i was gonna do packers niners which i don't know if anyone watched that one that was that was just that i was did watch right game. i did watch yeah, i watched you it. Watch that one, was right? I? oh i was at a, i was at a restaurant on Staten Island. <laughs> yeah it had it was snow football hard nose football i mean it didn't look like the 49ers were even gonna win that game at one point it didn't seem like they were even gonna be able to score even a field goal and then next well, they, 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 they it was a blocked field goal yeah and then they blocked they, the field goal at the half on the packers yeah. and then they did a block punt for the quick touchdown to tie the game at 10. Uh, and then, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I don't know what it is. When he gets to the postseason, it it's is horrible. It's just he's not he's not Aaron Rodgers anymore. It's like <laughs> it just once the, the calendar turns the page, it's like it's done. They're number one seed again. You know, fans are sitting there watching their team. It's not a it's not a gr- that great of a game. Low score ass off. A lot of defense. Zero hooking their ass off in the snow. And then they're just stunned when they see the punt block. So the special teams of the Packers screwed them. The block field goal at the half, which would have been would have been three points extra there. It'd have been up ten uh, three at that point, I think. They would have been ten up ten three at the half instead of a seven three. Then you have um, the block punt, which leads to the touchdown, which ties the game. And then on the final play of the game, it may not have mattered because the kick was going in anyway. But they only put ten guys out on the uh, to block the field goal at that point, which is like. You kind of shooting yourself in the foot there. I mean, the special teams coach should be fired at that point. I mean, that you basically cost that team that team a game. I mean, they could have they could have won that game. They could have pulled it out. Uh, but special teams, listen, you got to be good at all phases of football. You got to be able to be offense, defense, and special teams. There's three teams there. Make sure everyone's on the same page. Everyone's playing crisp. And the special teams didn't do that. And the Packers, unfortunately, you know, were you know lost because of it. So. You know, Nick, you watched it, so you have uh, any takes on that game? Yeah, I, honestly, I, so I was at dinner. My girlfriend's mad at me because I'm watching the TV over her shoulder instead of talking to her. And uh, no, nah, I'm not kidding. She knows I have problems, so she's she never gets mad at me about that. I do so many other. You're things. you're an addict. You're a scoreboard addict. <laughs> I, I got problems. Um, but they're not here to be on my sofa listening to my problems. Um, and uh, when they didn't score before the half, I looked away. I got distracted for a split second. I was eating this delicious chicken parm and I looked down to eat my, my chicken parm and get a little spaghetti on there. Right. Get a little sauce. Right. And I went like this and I looked up and they're all running into the locker room. I see the score and I go, the fuck just happened. They should have walked away with some points there, something, anything. And they didn't. And I was like, did they, just? And I go back to ESPN. Like I missed that kick. Damn you chicken parm. I love you. Um, where's the chicken parm from? Uh, what's this place called? Yeah, I don't know right now. No, right. Right. Hey, finish Bicelli. your point. Finish. I think it's called Bocelli's on Highland Boulevard. Oh yeah, yeah, very good place. Very good place. Very, very nice guy. The guy Franco, super nice guy. I think he was hitting on me, but whatever. Um, and uh, it, it, you know what? It looked. Rogers looked uncomfortable. 
Yeah, he did. He didn't look comfortable yeah, at all. He really did. Um, he, looked like he didn't want to be there either, right? At some points, he just like he just I don't give a shit. I don't want to say off that team. It didn't look like hey, it didn't look gone. like he's, he was saying he's I don't give a shit. It looked more like it was like I'm not doing this by myself. Like fuck it. Like not that he didn't care that he was done with it. Like I, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, it was. You know, like like when you're shoveling snow and it's continuing to snow, no. and you're just like, you know what? I'm going back inside. It's not that you don't care. It's that you're done. Like, okay, I'm done with this shit. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think a, a lot of it, Meredith just said, I think Franco was hitting on you too. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Rodgers, one of the most quarterbacks ever. <laughs> that's where the story ends. So, yeah. Thanks again, Doc. That's a good comment. It's totally true, too. There's a lot of um, players like that. They're just really good regular season players who just don't play in the postseason. But, uh, yeah, I um, I honestly don't uh, – I don't know what went wrong. But I, I don't like to blame it on one facet of the game because you can no. sit there and play special teams all day long. But ultimately, if the offense doesn't put the special teams in that position to oh, miss yeah. that field goal and they mm-hmm. score a touchdown, then we're not talking about that anymore. So yeah, I mean, the, offense wasn't, yeah, the offense wasn't great either. It's a but team where everybody can take some blame for why they didn't successfully move forward. Yeah, it's just what is highlighted because, like, once yeah. again, you could look at three plays and be like, all right, these are the three plays that are biggest turning points. But, granted, if the offense didn't play that great either, defense played well. Defense only gave up uh, 13 points. You but would think the, uh, If I told you the defense, plays, the Green Bay Packers gave up 13 points, you would think Aaron Rodgers would have beat that. But those three those three plays, it, 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 what do they call it? It's the, uh, it's the butterfly flapping its wings. Yeah, it is. You know, that's what those three plays are. Because all pivotal moments, basically. They are, but at the same time, if something different happens, the play before, and those Mm -hmm. plays, the ripple effect changes those plays too. So everybody has a hand in in failure in football. And I think that's a great thing about the game. TJ, you got any thoughts? No, honestly, I I think uh, out of the games this weekend, that was offensively the the letdown game. It wasn't Mm -hmm. the game that we thought we were going to get. I, I mean the the faux pas on special teams, and then I uh, and you know what, we we're driven by points, especially in the betting world. We want to see touchdowns, we want to see field goals, and that game was a letdown. But I think the biggest letdown was just like the zero emotion from Aaron Rodgers. You think you, that guy would be, you know, trying to win a championship? All the shit talking that went on in, before the season started is Aaron Rodgers coming back to Green Bay. He's talking about the team. The team is ready to win. You know what I mean? I, I You can't tell me that that team is not stacked. And then for him to just kind of go out with his malaise, like melancholy, yeah, whatever, fuck it. Football sucks. I'm going to go off and continue to hate my family. I don't know. It was like it left a lot to be wanted out of that game. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought Green Bay was going to go full steam, but like you said, it, it seems that Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up to the playoffs or doesn't show up enough. Yeah. And again, the the game of the the weekend was clearly KC and and the Bills, and that's what yeah. you want to see. And you would have thought you'd get that kind of scoring out of the Green Bay Packers, and it wasn't there. Yeah, I agree. And so moving on from that, I think we already beat up uh, the Packers Niners game, but you know, good for the Niners. They're playing with house money right now. NFC Championship. No one expecting to be there. Uh, but right. moving on to the Rams, the other half of the NFC Championship. Rams uh, versus the Bucks. Rams had to have flashes. 
of the Falcons at that point. Oh, 27-3. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's almost the exact same score. That's 28-3 against Brady. Uh, the Falcons gave them the Super Bowl. And then uh, almost an epic collapse by the Rams. They have they did everything possibly to let Tom Brady back in that game. They had the fumbles by Cam Akers, the fumble by Stafford. Um, I think it was uh, the, the bad snap that went flying behind him. I mean – it was like anything could possibly go wrong. Jalen Ramsey giving up a touchdown, which is rare to see. But Mike Evans is a great talent. That's going to happen uh, with a guy like Ramsey. But, I mean, it's it was one of those things. I'm watching that game, and I'm just getting pissed because I'm like, you guys are letting Tom Brady into this. Like, this is not – like, how much luck does this guy have? But he's still going to win this game when he was down 27-3. to You guys are fumbling it. You got – don't hold on to the ball. The snaps are going behind you. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just, just, Just take care of it win this game already and move on. Uh, they eventually do tie it. Leonard Fournette, uh, great, uh, you know, great touchdown run there. Um, and then, you know, inexplicably, I guess it was a man on man coverage on Cooper cup, no help over the top. And he just burns the defender and they get right into field goal range. And yeah. once again, a game ends, but third straight game in the divisional round uh, with a, a game ending field goal. Um, and that was just uh, yeah, another great game, another great classic. And like I said, just each game ended on the final play of the of the of the game. So I mean that was another great game. Uh, but what were you guys takes away from the the Rams Bucks and what do you guys see uh for next week for NFC Championship? My my take is Tampa Bay got Todd Bowles. Okay. Todd <laughs> yeah. Bowles sucked as a Jets head coach. Okay, goes to Tampa and is is defense to the greatest quarterback of all time. So do you really have to do much? Because clearly the defense didn't do much this fucking weekend. And that's what happened. You, Tom Brady couldn't outscore the other team, and they lost. Yeah, you know what? The GOAT put a charge on at the end. Of course. Made it interesting. Okay? And that's what he's going to do because he's the fucking GOAT. But defensively, I mean, is Todd Bowles might be the most useless fucking coordinator or coach of anything that continues to get fucking jobs in the league. He was mm-hmm. awful with the Jets. He was fucking absolutely clueless with the Jets offensively. And it seems that his specialty defense, it's worthless. So, I, I, you know what? I, I don't want to say I'm happy because I'm not one of those misery loves company type of people. But it, it's what did you expect? No. Uh, it's not happy. It's justice. Yeah. That's what you get. It, but. It's- it was embarrassing. You can't, you cannot go think you're just going to score your way through the playoffs and not play any fucking defense or have any type of answer. It's just, they just sat back and watched almost. Yeah. I, uh, I watched that game and, and I, I thought, oh, I caught the highlights of that game. That being said, uh, Tom Brady busted his lip, gets up and gets a flag. I love that, by the way. I fucking love that. When, when they asked the ref why, he goes, he cursed me out. And I was like, finally, finally, this baby back bitch doesn't turn around and go, with my flag. And the referee goes, oh, I'm sorry, Tom. Here you go. He was like, you ain't got a fucking flag. Why? Because you're bleeding a little bit? What are you, fucking white Goodman? Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Throw a flag, ref. And the ref was like, no. And he was like, fuck you, ref. Fuck you. The ref was like, oh, here's your flag, buddy. Yeah, here's your flag. I'll show you. I'm going to clap it up for that ref. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, good for that. Uh, some comments I have about that game, and I love Cam Akers. He's a Florida State guy. Jalen Ramsey is a Florida State guy. He played a terrible game, from what I understand, and uh, he, he did not play well. You, he didn't represent DBU well for that game. But no, he didn't. 
uh, I don't think any defense represented any team well, except for maybe the Packers defense, but they lost. Who gives a fuck? So moving on to the main course of the weekend, the Kansas City versus Buffalo. And this is just Buffalo fans. If you're listening, I'm sorry. You guys might have to just shut it off because this is you're going to be sorry. Be sorry that they're from Buffalo. <laughs> no, you know what? They have nothing to be embarrassed about. They played. No, they played well. Josh Allen, the stud. Leave the excuses at the door. Don't blame the rules because we no. all know what the fucking rules were when we started the game. Exactly. And I don't, I, I I don't blame the overtime rules. If you're going to blame the rules, you didn't deserve to win in the first place. No. Right. Listen, and it's, it's not like simple. You can't sit there and rule and you made it up halfway through the game. No, right. it's not. You can't yeah. sit there and blame a coin flip because the one thing I don't like is Buffalo Bills fans are sitting back like, well, we had no chance to win because we didn't win the coin flip. It's called fucking defense. Yeah. Stop them. Stop them. Score more points during the regular fucking game. one in the fourth quarter with 13 seconds left and you let them tie it. Like, come on. Yeah, that too. It's, it's like enough of the excuses. It sucked. There's Dude, so many the, things. The, you could see both both teams deserve to move on. Let's put it that way. Both teams deserve to move on, yes. but only one could. And you cannot sit there and say we got a raw deal because the rules have been the rules. Everybody knew the rules going into the game. Kansas City had the same raw deal. What was it, two years ago? Something yeah, like that. Uh, no, three, uh, three years ago. Three years ago. Was, got the same raw deal. Okay, it is what it is. You can't sit there and say, well, we ha- have to change it because of this issue. It, no. Play defense, score more points in regulation, win the game. But that's the deal. How do you not – you let them – listen, I get it. Tyreek Hill, you can't fucking stop the guy. But you you, you got to do something. If you want to go to the Super Bowl, you got to be able to stop the guy from marching downfield. What was it, two plays there in field goal range? Two plays, yeah. Two plays there in field Kelsey goal Kelsey and Hill. I mean, Hill and Kelsey. And yeah. They got, they got there. You, you got to make a stop. It, it, it's all it's or nothing. Seconds. So – with with what TJ said about you, you know you you had the opportunity you I, I I when he said it I immediately thought of uh, if you ever watch um, the Ultimate Fighter or any of those Dana White events where it's not pros they're guys looking for contracts mm-hmm. they always say if you go to the judges you're risking a loss so you better win in regulation because if you don't knock sure. the guy out. If you don't make him tap out, make him submit, whatever you're going to do, put him to sleep, then you're running the risk of the judge going, I don't agree with you. And you're, you're putting the win in somebody else's hands. And in the case of this game, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs both put their future in the hands of a coin. Yeah. And, and the, the, the problem I'm having is, is that, like TJ said, everybody knew the rules. One bite, everybody knows the rules. I hate that guy. But uh, but the Bills put their their future in the in the hands of a coin. They they could have just won. They could have played defense. Yeah. And then the other question is, well, the the Bills need to get their hand on the ball. All right, so the Bills get the Chiefs get the ball to start. They run it down the Bills' mouths and they they score a touchdown. Let's say we give the ball back to the Bills. They run it down the Chiefs' mouths. They score. But now they know they can go for two and win it all when the Chiefs didn't know they could do or didn't think they had to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that's not unfair. Or they run it down, they get the, the seven. So now we give the ball back to the Chiefs and they run it down the Bills' mouths. And Bills fans are bitching that they didn't get the ball two times. So what yeah. is the right answer? The right answer is don't go to the fucking coin toss in the point postseason. That's the right so, answer. All right. So here's here's my defense, take. Play some fucking defense or penalty special teams to stop somebody on a kick return. We don't have these problems. So here's my take on this with the overtime rules. Three years ago, Kansas City lost to the Patriots, went to overtime. Patriots got the won the coin toss. They kick a field goal. When it was a field goal 
I that that's that's frustrating because it's like we did get a stop, but they were close enough to kick, kick three points, not beat us by getting a touchdown. We got a stop and they kicked it. They got to I midfield. Get, yeah, they were to like midfield. You can kick a small field. yard field goal. Yeah, but you, you it would just it'd be frustrating though. So I got that. Then they change it. Kansas City actually was one of the proponents to make sure that both teams got the ball, uh, no matter what. And it got shot down. So instead, the they were one of the, the teams that shot it down. What's you was that? The Bills were one of the teams that shot it down. Well, yeah, they a lot of teams down. shot it down, and then now uh, they're paying for it. But so then the rule they came up with was that this is what we're going to do: if you kick a field goal, you get the ball back. If you score a touchdown, game's over. So for that's the rule right now, and I think that's a better rule than just the field goal. And I think it's a pretty, I think it's pretty fair. I have no issue with it. A lot of people do because they're like, well, we didn't get a chance to see Josh Allen get the sling it in overtime. But we saw plenty of scoring in the last two minutes. I know we all love scoring. Everyone wants to keep the game going. 28 points? There was 25 points in the final two minutes. It was it was constantly like, all right, well, the Bills just scored a touchdown take lead, but they put too much time on the clock for Mahomes. Then Mahomes scored. Well, you, you scored too quick. There's too much time for the Bills. And then somehow, in some way, 13 seconds with two timeouts, I'm thinking to myself, that might be too much time for Mahomes to kick a field goal. And, and obviously it was. So another mistake the Bills make there is instead of kicking it as a squib kick, a couple seconds tick off the clock, they kick it into the end zone to touch back. No time comes off the clock. Then they're playing the the the, the what is it, the deep safety. Like they're not they're playing basically zone, like prevent defense, basically. Where if you were playing it up, always fails. Prevent defense, fails. defense, nothing. Oh, except uh, from you winning. That's the old saying. Yes, that's the joke. Prevent defense just prevents you from winning. winning. And they needed to be up. Do some press coverage, waste some time, make Mahomes think about where he's putting this ball because there's good coverage there. Instead, they're like, let's dump it deep to Tariq Hill. He gets 19 yards. Then all I have to do is one more pass to get to Kelsey or somebody, just get us in the range of the field goal for Butker, who's an incredible field goal kicker. And next thing you know, now you're in overtime. So the Bills have no one to blame but themselves. I'm sorry. Don't blame the overtime. Don't blame the refs. Just blame yourselves. You guys lost that game. The defense didn't hold in the overtime. Mahomes is incredible. Josh Allen is a complete stud. If we're seeing Josh Allen versus Mahomes in the future, we're going to be upset that Zach Wilson didn't get better. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But you know what? That that's what we should be talking about, football. and not the focus on fucking change the rules, change the rules. That's a, that. It's sad that we're not discussing how great of a game that was because that was the game of the fucking year. Yeah, it was. If you got 100%. a Super Bowl like that, everybody would be losing their fucking minds. I well, agree. For Josh me, Allen threw nine touchdowns for no interceptions. I think some of uh, Bills fans was talking to told me this, but that the first time like. That's the first time it's happened since Joe Flacco did that, and Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. So he played four games. Josh Allen played two, and he did Dude, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. Do you just understand how much money you could have made the last two minutes just constantly betting the over on the live fucking line? <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. Over. Over. Yeah, over. Yeah. No, no, we're not done. Over again. It was it was a fun game. Listen, that was, that was a lot of fun. I kept thinking, I was like, oh, this game's almost over, and it just that – Felt like 30, 40 minutes or an hour. It just kept going on. It was great. Insane. Insane. It, 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 it was incredible. We embarrassed about that was the game of the fucking year. No. End of Nothing story. Stop with the excuses and the overtime rules bullshit and, and just run with it because every situation that people have talked about on how to change the rules is just more or less you're just asking for more of a problem and more of a controversy. I mean, 
I could see the only one I, I, I like is the idea of forcing you to go for two and both teams get a chance at the ball. But again, it, it, it's is that really what we're going to settle on? Is if a, a, a team has a better two point conversion schematic or setup or play in hand? Because most of the time, uh, teams don't really run two point conversions, very rarely. Yeah, it's just rare. essentially the two point conversion comes into play when you need that point or when that point makes more sense because it, it puts it at a two score range. Um, yeah. I think the, the problem I have with changing rules overall is just flat out. Where do you draw the line where you're like, all right, we're not changing rules for this crap anymore. I mean, I mean, the Falcons could have been like, it's not fair. I had to play the third and fourth quarter. We were beating the shit out of them at the half. Why don't we just get rid of the third and fourth quarter? Cause we lost. Like, are we really just going to get salty about rules because you lost? Yeah, I agree. Because of it? Where do you draw the line and go, listen, the rules are the rules you fucking lost. Get over it. Move on. Speaking like, of moving play, on like rules. <laughs> Speaking of moving on. Perfect segue, Nick. Um, championship Sunday. Um, I guess let's just do a quick preview. We're running, we're running a little long here on the NFL stuff. So um, Rams uh, versus the Niners, NFC West, uh, you know, rivalry here. Uh, McVay, I mean, sorry, um, Shanahan owns McVay. They're 6-0. and uh, The Niners are 6-0 against the, uh, the Rams on the, on the McVay. Uh, and then we also have the other side, AFC Bengals uh, versus the Chiefs, uh, obviously with the, you know, Bengals and Niners both being surprised that they're in the championship here. So let's go around the horn and let's see uh, everyone's picks here. So starting with you, Nick. Uh, you I'm going to go the championship? winners for this one. In our Super Bowl is going to be the Chiefs and the Rams. Um, mm. Interesting. It's, I, I, I like to think of that as like the Battle of, of Kansas, right? St. Louis versus Kansas City. Battle of Missouri. Oh, yeah, that's true. They used to be in St. Louis, yeah. So, uh, so I think that's what it's going to end up being. Um, I, I don't, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. I don't think he's that good, even if he was healthy. I mean, neither was Eli Manning. He has two Super Bowls. So, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. watch him out. Let's not. Oh. I'm not getting into this debate. I'm not getting into this debate. Don't it's not a debate. It's a fact. Don't get me into this. Don't try to pull me into the gutters <laughs> with you. Ding. <laughs> I'm a master debater. Wait, just so everyone knows, the Rams, SoFi Stadium, which is the Rams play there, right? Yes. Or is that yeah. so? The Rams. This would be if the Rams win. This would be the second consecutive Super Bowl that we have a home team playing in the Super Bowl because the Bucks were home last year. I like that. I really do. I I love that actually because the fucking you know? Jets and the Giants couldn't make it to MetLife. Those sons of bitches. No. Yeah. Well, it snowed well, that DJ, weekend anyway. DJ, what's your pick? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm actually going to agree with Nick. I think the uh, the Rams are finally going to get their redemption on the 49ers. Um, I, I like that. I like the uh, Rams Chiefs. All right, Sal. Yeah, I'm with I'm with them. Uh, Rams and Chiefs definitely. All right. I just don't, Jimmy G. I just don't. I don't know. He's just like you said. He's not that either. good. I don't trust him, and he's not that good. And he beat Bengals. Aaron Rodgers, who never wins in the playoffs anyway. Rams. That's Bengals, Rams. I'll do the contrarian. I do believe the Rams <laughs> I do believe the Rams will uh you know wipe the floor of the Niners. That's my pick for them. Obviously, I'm being a little crazy here picking the Bengals, but Joe Burrow is as Nick knows, big Joe Burrow fan here. You want to put some Joe, money on it? Also, I was I just, hoping you were gonna pick the Niners as you sat there on a Rams jersey. If you're that invested in uh, the Bengals, do you want to put a little money on it, pal? Yeah, I'll just put it on my app here. I'm not going to put money against you. No, I'll, no, give, come my, on. I'll give my money to the books like every other game. No, no. 
Let's do the old uh, Nick shave your head bet. Yeah, okay. I'm not shaving my head. <laughs> I got a razor for you, boys. No way. I, I don't believe in them that much. But, yeah, I'm going to go Bengals Rams. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Fun Super Bowl. All right. I just don't want to see Jackson Mahomes uh, twerking oh, during the Super Bowl. Oh, please. I agree. They should ban him. Ban him from the Super Bowl. I'm Get sorry. Can we have the Super Bowl? Like they should now. ban him from life. He should be candidate number one to try to fucking colonize Mars. Get him the fuck off the planet. Patrick Mahomes, I think we can all agree, must be some sort of saint with the tolerance that he has for his wife and his brother. Uh, Both of them, just by looking at them, I can tell they are annoying. Like, did you see the? I tweeted something about it. You're looking at somebody and you know what their personality is without them actually having to say anything. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I saw a picture of her as a teenager, like as a maybe a preteen. And she looked annoying in that picture. And I was like, Jesus. I was like, this woman, like, this man must have the, the tolerance of a freaking God. God blessed him with, like, he's got the, the like, I just, he, he puts up with a lot of bullshit. Because his little brother and his wife or girlfriend, whatever she is, they must wife. be the two most annoying human beings walking in America right now. The yeah. only person or people, I should say, that I hate on this planet more than Jackson Mahomes are the people that actually fucking follow him on social media and give this kid clout? <laughs> You're fucking generation stupid. alone. You're fucking stupid. I ain't following like, him. Never. Like, uh, I'm. I'm just hoping one day away. he rolls an ankle and falls down a fucking flight of stairs. I think we're spending too much time on Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Moving on, but let's keep TJ rolling because we got the New York Rangers <laughs> who are also rolling right now. Fucking ass. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. Dude, you know what? I, I, I was happy. I was happy, happy after we rolled through uh, the Coyotes. You know, put up seven fucking goals. Amazing. But to get that shootout victory against the Kings, finally doing it against teams that are going to be there in the playoffs. Okay, teams that matter, and and, and showing that you could win. Yeah, it, it, it it's it's a shootout win. You know, it, it's one of those coin flip things. Who's going to put the puck in the back of the net? With, uh, you know, the one-on-one you versus the goalie opportunity. You don't get that in the playoffs. You play it out in regular periods through OT. But it's still a win. And Chris Kreider sitting atop the goal-scoring leaderboard with 30 goals. Amazing. Okay? It, like I said, we were talking about this last week. If you told me Chris Kreider was going to have 30 goals this year, total, I would be happy with that. And we're not even at the All-Star break, and my man's got 30 goals. Amazing, incredible, love to see it, okay? And then, dude, that Adam Fox shootout goal, the last time Adam Fox was in a shootout, okay, your reigning Norris Trophy winner, okay, the last time he was in a shootout, he said was probably like juniors, okay? And steps up, says he put on a move that he knew he can pull off and just fucking rifles it, top shelf. It gets no better than that, okay? It gets no better. I was like, where'd where'd the puck go? Because he shot it, and I was like, he missed because I couldn't see the puck. Yeah. It got stuck in the net. Yep. Dude, but incredible. the camera and the top of the of the back of the of the net. Dude, absolutely incredible. But how great was the Lafreniere goal right before it? As he goes by the King's bench with putting up the one at uh, at Byfield, who Love got it. drafted one spot ahead of him. Uh, and, and Byfield just scored the previous goal. And Lafreniere goes up there, five hole, one. Dude, yeah. I, you know what? You love to see it. Love it. I know some people don't really like the shootouts at the end. I love it. I love seeing those goals. Love I love shootouts. seeing those maneuvers because essentially 
the one thing you don't get enough of in today's hockey is you're really not seeing a lot of uh, breakaways. You, you you don't get that. Um, you get an idea about maybe, but you, you really don't see it because everybody right now is like the pinnacle of athleticism. Everybody's in tip top shape. Every person on the team on that roster is in the gym. They're all gym rats. They're all health nuts. Okay, so it, it's hard to get behind the defense nowadays and, and get that breakaway, at least a breakaway with room where you can put on one of those ridiculous moves. Okay, so go, coming down to seeing those moves in the shootout, I, I love seeing it. I love to see that one-on-one, you versus the goalie, the puck's going in or it's not. What do you got? There's no defense. I just want no to let you know, Panarin does one of those moves once per game. I understand <laughs> that, but but when you have that space and that time and that room, you know what I mean? It, it's just magic happens, and I, I love shootouts. I really do. I really do. I, don't like I, I think it puts on me. Hmm? I don't like the stress that it puts on me, dude. It's epic. It's and the epic. other thing I don't like, I don't like the way it's in the box score it drives me crazy. But what? How else are you gonna do it? I don't, give a, a win and a loss. Fuck, for Christ's sake, a win and a loss. Right. I. But then again, the points, the points won't change. Right. The win-loss record just looks weird. I understand. I understand where you're going with that. They played 40 games, but these two numbers don't add up. What the fuck? And then you don't really know if they won or lost that shootout. Yeah. No, I I get where you're coming from. Or that overtime, rather. That overtime. I get where you're coming from. But then, I mean, you're going to start arguing that point. You could argue the points. Well, if you score in a shootout, that should count towards your goals for for the season. Because you won. You scored. I, I mean, it opens up a whole bag of shit. So Doc has a question. One thing you could bring back to hockey. One thing you never want back. Great question, Doc. Um, I never want the fucking two-line pass back ever. Fuck the Devils. Fuck that reign of terror that they had just playing boring-ass bullshit trap hockey. I never want to see the two-line pass ever rear its ugly head. Absolutely. That was going to be my thing, too. I was going to say never want that back either. No, never in a million years do I want that back. Um. One thing I would want to see come back to hockey is a little more grit. Um, everybody's a little too soft nowadays. I think the I think the physicality of the game is there, but when you do see it, especially a big hit, it's automatically a fight. You shouldn't have to get into a fist fight to defend your teammate. If you have your head down and you get lit up, that's part of the damn game. It's part of the game. Pick your fucking head up. I, yeah. I hate seeing that every time somebody lays somebody else out with a clean shoulder-to-body hit, there's a drop into the gloves and a fight. It, it doesn't need to be – and that's what slows the game down. Slows the game down. I want to see bodies going into other bodies. I want to see people going all over the place. I want to see them loosen up on I, – I, if you if you rewatch anything in the 90s, especially like the, uh, the, the Rangers-Devils in the 94 uh, Cup run, I mean – you, you talk about what would now be holding. Everything is holding in those games. I want to see a little more grab the guy, bring him in a little bit, use your arms a little bit more. The second you take your hand off the stick, it's automatically holding. And, and I think there's there's holding where you're grabbing a jersey and pulling somebody back, and there's holding to use your arm off the stick to leverage against somebody. I, w- I want to see a little more physical physicality come back to the game. I want to see a little less of the quick whistles and the quick penalty calls on the second that hand comes off the stick. It's a holding penalty. I would bring back the uh, Jason masks for goalies. I don't care if it's unsafe. <laughs> you would see somebody die, bro. 
Somebody would fucking die on the ice. They can catch you're talking, better. They don't worry about it. Dude, you're talking yeah. about th- those masks were in play when the sticks weren't even fucking curved and the puck didn't really leave the ice. I know. Okay, I know. now you're talking about somebody ripping a 106-mile-an-hour slap shot <laughs> at a piece of plastic made for a fucking horror movie. There, there, would be, there would be more bodies on the ice than in the Jason movie. So know, uh, one thing I don't want coming back is the old regulation-sized goalie pads. Because they used to be they used to be wider, which resulted in less scoring, and scoring is fun. Every sport had grasped that concept at this point. If you can't score, nobody wants to watch zero zero. It's, it's just soccer. not fun. It's soccer, and that's why soccer doesn't catch on in America. No, um, because all of our men are busy playing real sports. Um, but I don't. Want, I would hate for those big pads to come back. What were they like? Four inches bigger, two inches on either side. I believe so. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, that's eight inches right. across. Huh. Sounds right. Yeah, that's eight inches across, yeah. and uh, I wouldn't want to see those come back. And like you said, I, I would like to see more. Like, I feel like fights were allowed. I wouldn't say f- allowed more, but I, I feel like a fight 20 years ago was a legit fight every time. It wasn't like some bullshit because somebody's feelings got hurt. And if it was going to be a real fight, the refs didn't try to stop it every fucking five seconds. All right, boys, go ahead. You're going to get five for fighting, but whatever. Now it's like, oh, they're giving each other dirty looks. Let's get between them now. I I like that point, and I like the way older hockey was, and not even that much older. I mean, in the 90s and early 2000s, you couldn't sit there and chirp and and make dirty little fucking moves and pull little bullshit Brad Marchand plays and get away with it because you'd be a bitch. You'd be considered a pussy. If you didn't, you're going to chirp. You're going to do stupid shit. You got to drop the gloves. The same shit. But that's what I mean. And, and you, it you seems like that's when somebody it, over the net, he threw, he right. flipped somebody over the net today, this year. But but that's what I mean. I, I, I think, and that's when it kind of started on that downtrend where you got these high profile players. Everybody's a millionaire in the NHL. Now the money's pumping in. Everybody's in the gym. Everybody's athletic. And you're not getting those, Hey, listen, this is still a man sport. This is still hockey. Step the fuck up. <laughs> uh, what did I miss? You guys didn't see that just now? What did I miss? No, I saw it. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's looking. I don't know why, but he looked at me. I'm looking at you. I see him looking at me. He goes. <laughs> he's trying to eat it real low key I did the old Russ Westbrook if you see that Jim I remember he's like on the bench you ever see that no who was the pitcher that was eating a fucking hot dog in between innings that's what you just did David Wells <laughs> <laughs> but oh, uh, sorry, Friday they're honoring you. Igor Shosturkin I'm sorry Igor, Igor Shosturkin wow <laughs> I'm living in the now is what I'm doing Henrik deserves it. Uh, Jersey hung in the Raptors on Friday against the uh, who are we playing the Kraken, or is that Saturday? I don't know who it is, but all I know is Henrik Lundqvist is getting honored. Love it, big Bunkers so. fan. He the is. Uh, Rangers are playing the playing the Wild Blue Jackets tomorrow. <laughs> oh no, sorry, you're right. It's Friday. The Blue Jackets, the Wild. Who gives a shit? It's Henrik Lundqvist night. Let's go. Friday, Friday's the Wild. Yes. Sorry. It's the hey. wild. No, the reason hey. they're playing the wild though hey. is because what's his name is on the wild and he wanted him to be there for the uh for the honor. Right. Um help me out. There we go. Matt Zuccarello. Yeah, sorry. So I think we got to move on from hockey. Uh we have got two things to go over real quick. And our first one's gonna be our new segment. It's just does Gen Z know? Yeah, there we go. 
Let's find out what Gen Z knows this week. Oh, Sal, did you do the homework assignment? What homework assignment? Down, no, down um, friend. It's late at night. No, Sal, did you did you Google st- slam ball? No, I forgot. All right, do it oh now. Do it hey, now. God. Look it up. About do it now. Yeah, do it right now. Slam ball. Bring it back. Slam ball is incredible. Spike TV. Did I ever tell you guys that Coach Carter was a coach for slam ball? No. Like that. that Coach Carter coached slam ball. The real Coach like, Carter? Spike? Yes, that, that guy. Wow. Not Samuel L. Jackson. The, the no, I know not Samuel L. Jackson. That'd be awesome. Oh, the, oh it's like a trampoline. <laughs> this is a good like you don't sound all, nearly all, as enthusiastic about this as you should. Yeah. You're they're all like on a trampoline, and then there's like a basket, and they're like, there are okay, multiple wait. trampolines. Okay. Try to figure it out. Wait, let me find another video. So this is he's watching this live now. He's Googling slam ball. Trying to watch it for all you like, slam ball collisions. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, that's what you put up slam ball collisions. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got it. Okay. Like he's now like, I see now there's more. There's like more trampolines. I see it. <laughs> I think there's six trampolines or something like that. It yeah, was on three. TV. It was on Spike TV. Yeah, it was on, it was on Spike yeah. TV. Spike. Yeah. There was six trampolines on the on the floor. There was three. And three on each side, and you would basically. Oh, it might have been more than that. It might have been four and four. Oh no, it was four and four because it had one up by the the arc. Yeah, Did no, you, I've never two, seen this. Two like this, and then two on the other sides. Wow, he said he's never seen this. This is the first time you ever seen two. There's ball. like two in the middle, and then there's two on the sides. Yeah, so four on each right. side, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So basically, it's basketball with trampolines. <laughs> I've never seen that. What do you think of it? It's Would Java Chamberlain's more? worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. They should put. I I had no idea it was even on television. They Would said, you watch this here, again if we brought this back and we started trampoline basketball league? Give it a different name. Would you watch this? I don't know. You'd have to put like. You have to like, not with just random people. What if like maybe if you got somebody from like the NBA? What if we got the G League and just made the G League slam ball? Why? They're already eight feet tall. Why do you need to put them on trampoline? I agree. Yeah, these guys were like Joes. These weren't like professional. It was like, like the four of us went and played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what like... I mean. Like, Whitey finally had a chance to get up to the rim. <laughs> I would but watch it, jump but then I probably, I probably, <coughs> after a few episodes, I'd probably get a little bored. No, so you got to understand, slam ball is like watching uh, American Ninja Warrior. It's not yeah. something that you actually do, like, competitively. You watch it when you're at the oh, bar. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, that was crazy. Wipeout's the bootleg version of MXE, which was an old Japanese game show, and people would legitimately just get all fucked up. <laughs> like, hey, run up this hill where we're going to send boulders down at you for, like, <laughs> a door prize of uh, flip-flops and a bag of candy. And hundred people lined up. Like, yeah, yeah I'm in. Random, most random show ever. So, Nick, do you have um, anything else for Gen Z? I have one more, possibly. But yeah, we should all go around. We should all think of one. So, Sal. Yeah. If I told you I was going to do the following moves, what am I using? Walk the dog. Sleep. Around the world. Uh, and zipper. What am I doing? Playing basketball and bow and bow tie. No, what am no. I doing? It's not basketball around not, the world. Not basketball. Not basketball. Get the, uh, come on. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Give me another guess. Get three tries. Is it have anything to do with sports? 
Yeah. Yeah. The invisible man. Skating? So yeah. you gotta take your shoes off. You can do the invisible man. Yes, Something you can. Skating. No. Tell him around the world. Walk the dog. Zipper bow tie. I have no idea. What is it? What am I doing? You are using a yo-yo. <laughs> yes. Oh, I would have. N- I would have been here all night. <laughs> one of those smart yo-yos too. What is it? The when smart you- yo-yos when you were kids? They had the one that like with the, the brain yo-yos. Yeah, the, brain, the, brains. the brains. Yeah. The when brain. you said around the world, I was thinking basketball, like the game, like where you had like around the world is when you take your you throw a sleeper and you whip it around around the world. I don't understand. You throw it down and it it just sits there. It sleeps at the bottom. Around yeah, the world, yeah. when you throw it down at the bottom, it sleeps, and then you whip it around. Yeah, Dude, I remember spending my money got. on that shit. X-Brains and all that stuff when yeah. it came out. It was like, the only thing I, I really with my yo-yo was walk the dog. Walk the dog would be you would get it to sleep, and then you would let it roll on the floor and then bring it back. And you hear it. Yep. Wait, what's the other one? Zipper? What zipper? A zipper would be you sleep it, you pick it up, and you put the yes. string against itself, and it would zip itself back up into itself. Uh, all right. Uh, and then, oh, I forgot the uh, the what's it called? The like uh, what is it called? the pendulum or the baby carriage or something like that. Oh, you you do the yeah, you hang in between. I need to do that. Yeah, the <laughs> pendulum. Yeah, the pendulum. Yeah, sounds like you guys are losers. <laughs> this is I just different. I've never heard. I would have never guessed it was a yo yo. Playing with cell phones oh, that had more memory than our Super Nintendos when he when he was our age when we were playing with yo yos when we were twelve. Yeah, we were playing yo yos like, and the funny thing is, all three of us knew what a pendulum was immediately. Right, it's like this is like this is not just like oh uh, like these three nerds like yo yo as kids. This was like everyone did this. Like everyone did yo yo. Walk the dog, good one. Walk the dog was was a lot of fun. I remember where I could learn how to do walk oh, the dog. Meredith says it's called the cradle. The cradle, oh, cradle. See, Meredith even you, knows. You cradle the yo yo. Yeah, yeah. You cradle. That's what it was. That was fun. All right, let's teach you. Got one more. I got one. I got. I got one. Not sexual, right? <laughs> Possibly, a <laughs> oh. little bit. What is Skinamax? I'm joking. I'm joking. You have to know what that is, by the way, though. <laughs> I nurses from Jersey. Yeah. Weed. I mean, everybody goes to bed ten o'clock at night. You pop on the teeth. Never mind. <laughs> Remember shattered tweed. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. If I said, hey. Sal, uh, what are you doing this weekend? I got the hot box. We're going to watch the WWE. What do I have? He doesn't hot know box? The hot box. Like, are you smoking? <laughs> Two more guesses. Like, you're hey. hot boxing? Like- no, no, listen, listen. <laughs> Sal, come over this weekend. This weekend, SummerSlam. I got the hot box. We're gonna watch it. Come on over. Like you got the pay per view box. No, that's wrong. You were on the right track. On the right track. Am I on a cable box? It's similar. It, no, I mean, it is a cable, is a box, cable box, box. What's the difference? What's the difference? Yes, between the regular cable box and a hot box. Sally? No, no. Was Did we even have something? Ding! Hey, give him an X. Give him an X. It's number three. So what, what a I hot told? box was is. Uh, when the cable guy came to install it in your house, your father slipped him a 50 and said, hey, I want all the channels unlocked, including pay-per-view. And uh, they code uh-huh. the box to unlock everything. So you got all the pay-per-views. You got all the movie channels, the Spice channel. Uh-huh. 
You don't know what that All is. Right. Don't worry about it. And you know, you got I every you? single WWE yeah. wrestling match. Oh my god, dude, that was the greatest part of the the hot box. Is just like, yep, WWE. That and I remember watching all the Mike Tyson fights. Now they're now. Am I going to get sued for saying this? By the way, no, Time Warner Cable doesn't exist. Fuck Time Warner. No, oh, because that, it's like, also in your cable box. It's just a story. We're just telling stories here. It's not true. <laughs> Yeah, the Spice Channel was like um, was like the Food Network, except that they only baked. Food they, did, they did a little. I'm buying that one. No, they did a little plumbing. Yeah, they cooked they up food tank pies. Um, but I think that wraps up. <laughs> Does Gen Z know? We have the uh, <laughs> NBA talk with Stat Guy Sal, and I think me and Nick will be included on this too. TJ, do you want to leave? No, I'm going to stick around because we did actually get a phone call. Uh, we we, oh, we right. did get a voicemail. We do have one phone call. We're running a little long, so let's do a quick uh, NBA talk. Just talking Knicks real quick. They had two bad losses. Um, it was Monday night. Uh, they blew that game. They had an opportunity to win against the Cavs. Uh, R.J. Barrett left too many points to the line. He was 5 for 10. Needs to work on the free throws. Uh, Cam Reddish did start playing, but I guess they're trying to slowly ramp him up. Obi Toppin's playing great. Randall, not so much. Uh, and I think it's kind of taking minutes from OP Toppin, which kind of sucks because we have a long-term deal with Randall as opposed to Toppin being younger. I don't know what they're going to do there. But even tonight, Toppin, I think, played – he actually played 21 minutes. He's getting more into the rotation. Scored 18 points. Knicks lost again. Randall, 11 points, uh, 27 minutes. Uh, Quinton Grimes played 36 minutes today, which I don't know if it's a good thing. Started or off real slow, and I saw a lot of conversation on Twitter about, like, need to bench the starters. Put the backups in. They have more fire. They're more yeah. cohesive. And 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 a couple of comments I saw were like, "Hey, if you leave it the way it is, you're going to be losing by too much by the half to come back after the fact," mm-hmm. which is what the case is. But yeah. I mean, Quentin Grimes, he's young, but I guess I don't know. He's getting more minutes, which is always good, positive. I like seeing young guys coming up, starting to uh, you know prove themselves, getting opportunities. That's always important. Uh, and then, you know, once again, I mean, R.J. Barrett's stepping it up. He's playing better. But, I mean, you know, the free throws is a problem right now. Um, so, you know, I mean, Knicks right now kind of sucks. Um, you know, they're not they're not living up to their, all that hype. Of a they're not living up to their name. They're not. Yeah, they're Randall, Randall only had 11 points tonight. Yeah, he only had 11 yeah. points tonight, which is, uh, you know, 21 minutes. He's supposed to be our guy, you know. We we pay what's the, what's the difference between last year and this year? What's wrong? Like, well, what's what's up with him? Well, Derek wrote well for him. It just I think he just had a he just had one of those outlier years where he was just incredible, oh and it's just not he can't repeat it. I don't know if he's not working hard enough. He got the contract, not working as much as he was last year. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, maybe. I, I knew. If you knew, if anyone was new, we'd probably be able to tell Julius Randle so we could start playing, mm. you know, getting some Nick, good Nick basketball again. I mean, Derek Rose being out too. I mean, I think he's coming back solely, but I mean, even that 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 hurts him. Um, but going from Knicks, not much really to talk about from our, I mean, our perspective, which is not as no, just, not uh, the only thing is Julius Randle's little war that he started with the fans is not yeah, that too. That's not oh, that's either. horrible. That's like what Lindor did, and yeah, Lindor and Javi Baez did it, and I and think everybody. That- you, you got to come to real realization that you're not going to win that battle. No, nobody wants you to be Never. more successful than the, the fans for your own team. Yeah. And if they're booing you, then you need to do what, what Zach Wilson did and just say, I deserve it. Mm-hmm. I, I need to be better for them. Cause I know they want me to be good. Starting a war with the fans. You're not, you're not going to win. You're just not going to work. 
Especially You're never winning that war, especially in New York. Definitely. Better men than you have lost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Sal, so talk about your Brooklyn Nets. What we got? Oh, big game yesterday. Good. Lakers. Big game, big game yesterday with the Lakers and another big loss. And they, they, they lost tonight, too. Uh, right now, no big three. Kevin Durant out. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be back till March. They already yeah, announced no that. They already announced that he's not gonna be playing in the All Star game, which is February twentieth. Mm-hmm. So, I'm assuming he's not gonna be back till March. Uh, Harden was out tonight, and it was a home game, so no Kyrie. So they didn't have Durant. Oh. They they didn't have Durant. They didn't have Kyrie, and they didn't have Harden tonight. And surprisingly enough, it was, they only lost by a few points, 124 to 118 against the Nuggets. So yeah, not horrible, especially with the big three out. But it's, it, it's just – it's got to get better. It's way too inconsistent. I get Durant's out, the Kyrie in the home games. You're not going to have him and then Harden being out. But Harden, last night's game with the Lakers, Harden was – he was a little frustrated. Like the reporters asked him, he, like how the team was doing and what he thought about it, and he straight up said, "Like I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with the inconsistency. I'm frustrated with the losing. I just want to win." He basically just came out and said that. Yeah. Um. So, I, I'm just hoping it goes up from here. Get, get get on a roll. Win some like go on a winning streak, three four games, and then you know. You could go somewhere, but right now it's 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 just way too inconsistent. I mean, the Nets. I mean, if you guys make the playoffs, you always have a good team that can make a playoff push. It's just getting there at this point. It's just getting there and having the big three available. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you have such a talented roster and don't make the playoffs, considering over half the league in basketball makes the play. Like, if you don't make yeah. the playoffs in basketball, no, they'll be still playing make it. games with seven people because that's the only explanation for why you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. You're either but so I bad at basketball that you're no longer considered a basketball team, or you're just not playing with everybody because it's so easy to make the playoffs in basketball. Yeah, the net, the net should make it. The Eastern Conference is kind of weak. It's definitely not like the Western Conference. The Western Conference is so strong. Yeah. But I think we should be good. I just think we need we need to ramp back. We need Harden to be healthy. And then by playoff time, if the big three is available, we'll, we'll be fine. I think we'll be good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's all it is. Especially a team like the Nets. You know, they'll be fine. They'll be in the playoffs. And then once their guys are healthy, you know, they go go on a run, make a you know, do well, not similar to last year. They got they ran last the year was bad. Should have won, but they, they should have won that won. game. They were an inch away because mm-hmm. Katie's foot was on the line. Otherwise, that game's over, and they would uh, move on. And maybe they won a, won a championship last year. But that's one of those butterfly effects, like uh, butterfly effects, like Nick always says. You know, one play goes wrong, or you know, one thing different. You know, who knows the outcome at the end of it, but. So I know, um, I mean, that's pretty much it for NBA talk. Um, moving on to um, our call-in here. So we have a number down there. If anyone wants to call and leave a voicemail, we will play it. You'll be featured here. Um, before we go on the call, just answer Doc. What's that? I would love to hear from Doc. Yeah, yeah, call in, Doc. Uh, if you want to leave a message, leave a question, uh, you know, feel free. We probably not get it to today, but maybe we'll wait till next week. Call us in next week. We'll, we're usually here live every Wednesday. Um, just once again, Twitter score addicts pod, uh, Facebook, just search scoreboard addicts. Uh, also follow belly up sports. Um, we're on the belly up sports, Facebook page right now, live. 
Uh, so, you know, feel free to follow them as well. They're also on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, we're on Instagram as well, Schoolbird Addicts. We try to post pictures and stuff like that there. We're not as active on Instagram, but follow us on Twitter. That's where we're most active. Uh, follow, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, and also subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, uh, and uh, we're on Deezer now um, and Spreaker. Um, and once again, lastly, uh, if you disagree with anything we're saying here or you agree with us, then leave a comment here on our YouTube page. Um, we'll repost this. Still be, this will still be available in our live section on our page, but we'll repost this again as uh, episode 31 uh, for the podcast anyway in our regular videos because sometimes we're live. It's like a different section. Um, so this will be posted again. And if you have any comments to make, please feel free to leave comments below. Uh, and then discuss with us, and maybe we'll answer back. And, you know, we'll have a little uh, discussion about, you know, Hall of Fame, NFL, and uh, NBA. And, guys, so, if you get a call yeah. in, to please leave a, leave some kind of uh, name or Twitter handle or something so we can hit, hit you back. Because uh, a lot of times we get these calls, and we don't know who to hit back. Some of them are pretty funny. Yeah, we're going to do a contest soon, too. Maybe we'll do uh, Funniest Voicemail Wins or something for a T-shirt. So I like that. <clears throat> we <coughs> Excuse me. So what, what have we got now, We might have our first candidate. I listened to this before, <laughs> and it was quite upsetting. So, again, uh, they didn't leave their name or uh, any contact info or anything like that, but here we go. Hey, uh, how you guys doing? I, uh, I'm not really a big sports fan, but something about just watching – Nick's mouth makes me feel a little tingly inside. Gets me really excited. <laughs> to Nick, uh, I just want to say, uh, I want to kiss you all over, <laughs> over and again. I want to kiss you all over. Oh my God! Dun, dun, dun. I didn't expect it. Is that, is that, is that <laughs> I don't know. This is, we're all speechless. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, oh, my God. This is, uh, this is a radio show. We're trying to be professionals. This is what the voicemails we get. I mean, hey, at least I have admired. Good for you, Nick. Is that the guy who uh, who told me to the bend over and touch my toes? Is that the same guy? <laughs> it could be. It's it's, I mean, listen, there. late night on Twitter, our number must get around, and the freaks come out to play. But hey, thanks for contacting us. We'll take any, any fucking calls we can get at this point. Who wrote our number on a on a restroom? Uh, I'm sorry, not restroom, but rest area bathroom stall. That's definitely what happened at the cheesequake site. Yeah, the cheesequake uh, on, on the Garden <laughs> State. Um, I'm I mean, sorry, I can't top that voicemail. That was classic. This is a radio <laughs> show. You know, Doc. Nick and uh, his mouth have a fan. <laughs> Nick's going to talk like this from now on. Just always be like this. So no one's gonna watch <laughs> Listen, remember out there, you don't need a hot box. You have the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, take us on home. <laughs> <laughs> um, a boy doc <laughs> I, I i hope doc doc if you haven't had the chance watch our our uh our slap shot review uh i can see you have uh one of the characters from slap shot in your icon. Hook. uh we did yeah. a we did a uh we did a review of slap shot what a week ago two weeks ago yeah we do a couple of them um do a slap shot also if you're a wrestling fan we did ready to rumble 
Yes. So check us out. We have tons uh, of content. Coming will be Mr. 3000 because it could not be more relevant than yes. right now. You'll see upcoming Mr. 3000 and Miracle with the upcoming Hockey Olympics. Yeah. And then uh, be um, like, like Craig Carton. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Follow. Yeah. Let's grow this absolutely. Thing. Uh, please like, share, subscribe. Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. Twitter. Uh, Spreaker. Deezer. Deezer? These nuts. These are um, YouTube, Instagram. We're on Tiki Live with uh, with Belly Up, and uh, we're on uh, what's the Belly Up Radio Network? Belly Up Radio uh, Network. Burns. Yeah, Burns. Belly Up Radio Network. Uh, please follow, like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff from all of us here at the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. We appreciate you spending this time with us. Thank you very much, and have a great night. Stay rock. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.